racing only better. We're here. It's Gold Cup Day, the end of a long, long week. Hopefully to finish in fine style with the Blue Remnant of the Cheltenham Festival in the company of Kevin Blake. How are you, Kev? Hello, I'm, I'm all right. You are all right. We've day all right. down. Uh, luck was in short supply, but you're looking for only 25% of the way through, Hugh. And yes. today is Hugh Cattle Day, as in Wednesday. So we'll see how that turns out for you by the time this podcast is live. By the time we <laughs> listen to this, I will either be in Las Vegas in the Bellagio in the presidential suite, or I'll be in a tent under a bridge wondering how my life is going to improve. How are you, Tony <laughs> say, say to yourself, God, I'm lucky to have a tent. I'm lucky to have a tent. <laughs> Standing up. Am I duty, yeah, yeah, you're not bad. Oh, good. I had Constitution free, Hill. Yeah, I, I, I had three testicles after Constitution Hill, but I gave two of them, I gave two of them back by the end of the day. So. Queen's book. Yeah, I was I'm thinking about bo- your Queen's book. I'm a bollock down yeah. going today too. Uh, right, okay. Awesome, Daniel Barber, you worked awesome, with us yeah. the last few days, but you're you're on form for Friday. You're ready for. I saw you hanging out with the best that Cheltenham had to offer, Daniel, on uh, Tuesday. I did. And amazingly, yeah. she didn't back Brazil. You'd have thought that this was yeah. Laura Woods, of course. I, I don't often get starstruck. For me, it's a human being. It doesn't really matter. But I did get a bit fanboyish and say, can I have a selfie, please, Laura? I think you're very good. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that's, I that's one, for the wall. one for the wall. One for your bedside table, I suggest, uh, Daniel. <laughs> um, I could possibly comment. <laughs> what did she say to you? Stop kissing my knees. <laughs> she, she said, will you stand up, please? I said, I am. <laughs> <laughs> right, then, then, let's crack on, lads, and uh, try and tip up as many winners as we can on Friday. We'll start off with the Triumphernal. So, Vauban is your 15-8 to favourite. I'll be up to my nuts and guts on him. We've got Pied Piper for Gordon Elliott, 11 to 4. Phil Dore, 13 to 2. In Ette Tom at 10 to 1, and it's 12 to 1 bar. Kevin Blake, Vauban wins. Agree with me or pay the price. He's too fast. He's too fast, Hugh. He's too fast for this. one of those fast horse races. This isn't a fast horse race. This is a, this is a race for gallopers like Phil Dore, who got uh, unmercifully outpaced. By a Vauban in a slowly run spring juvenile. It's two miles, Kevin. How you, what are you talking about? It's a two mile race. Of course, fast horses can apply for this one. You'll see, Hugh. You'll see. And all, all, <laughs> these, all these literal form, form book boys will be in a knot there out, out in the lawns in the front of Cheltenham. It'll be a beautiful sight. How could Phil Dore possibly reverse the form? I'll tell you how, Les. This race will suit him way better than uh, the spring juvenile. He's now out and out galloper. He'll stay probably two and a half, three miles in the fullness of time. Uh, it was a Mickey Mouse race at Leopardstown. Vauban was impressive um, in the end result. Didn't like his jumping. Thought, it, the, thought the, the emphasis on speed suited him. Mm. Uh, he might just be better than all these and go in anyway, but at the prices... Uh, Phil Dore is a, an, an attractive each way proposition to me. Yeah, 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 it's interesting, Kev. You're using the same rationale that you used from Mighty Potter and the Supreme. How did Indeed. that work out for you, you absolute dumbass? He hung huh? like a gate and was pulled up injured, oh, you. Right, Have some right, regard for the right. poor Tough horse. Back yeah, they, checked, they checked him over at the start, didn't they? And yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he well, he was pulled... hanging like a gate from the get-go. I was, well, like, was, was hanging was like a with a hangover yesterday. Yeah, I was upset after two flights, which is not a good place to be at Cheltenham. Right, Tony, give us the actual one in this race, which is Volban, please. <laughs> I, I, I can't really have an opinion on this race, really. I don't. I think Volban and Pie Piper. I think they're they're fair prices. Mm. Bill Dort, definitely see the angle there. But you know, I, if you take the view that Volban and Pie Piper are going to fill the first two places, where do you go for the each way value in the race? There, there isn't. I mean, I can definitely see Ilate Thompson. I had a little nibble at him at twenties when we did the. Um, footsteps for the festival so I'm sitting quite pretty there it's only a very small bit mind you uh, but obviously now he's into eight nine to one so if you no offense mate but you've never sat pretty <laughs> 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 
Even you know, when you had that lovely red haired lock to the school. I am, I, am, I am an ugly bastard. But I remember as we saw him from as we, as we saw from his first, first life moments I put yeah. up on Twitter. Yeah, he was a miserable yeah. gift from day one. Anyway, Daniel Barber, who do you like? Was, no, I was gonna say I was gonna say I make up for it in other ways, but I don't. So no, yeah, literally there's literally no positive comments. Like, you know, like, like I said. I can't see any angle into the race because I like the top two. And if you're only looking at one, you might get an extra place, but not at the moment. But uh, we should mention the ground going in. We're recording this just before racing on Wednesday and it's they've watered and it's currently pissing down. So they just changed it to good to soft. So it's a drying week. We'll we'll probably be looking at good to soft, whatever happens, watering, et cetera, by, uh, by Friday. Dan, the winner of the triumph, please. Uh, I'm with Kev here quite strongly. I'm a massive field door fan. Oh. And, you know, sometimes you need a horse to get beaten before you realise that their potential. And the head carriage was a thing of beauty. He's clearly a proper try. He's from the same family as a Plutard. So if there's, if there's one horse in the field that has surely got the pedigree to suggest he's just going to keep improving, it's him. And I'm, I'm hoping there is rain as well, because I do think the different test could sway, swing things. His favour against Vauban, who is clearly a pure speed horse. I want one of those old-fashioned triumphs where they go flat out, it becomes a stamina yeah, test. But it's not an old-fashioned triumph anymore. The race has moved on, and fast horses win the bloody thing, and you guys are still using 1965 logic <laughs> for a 2022 fucking triumph hurdle. <laughs> <laughs> Dan's going to put up it here, aren't you, Dan? Uh, definitely not. If it, if it was properly bottomless, Porticello might have a chance because he is a proper mudlarking, but I don't think it's mm. going to get that bad. Right. Okay. Phil Dore each way. Phil Dore is the one to scratch off your list. Just stick with Vauban. <laughs> Let's move on to the county hurdle then. 210 on the cards, uh, gents. State Man is your 5 to 1 favourite for WPM. Top Band at 6 to 1. West Cork for the Skeletons at 8 to 1. Surprise Package 8s, and it's 12 to 1. Bar Tony Calvin. Uh, wide open county. I don't have a strong view on this. Do you? I, I had a little nibble on Colonel Mustard at 16s last oh, week. Oh, yes. Mustard. Mustard. And I, I probably stick with it. I think the price is probably trimmed up a little bit now. I think 12s is the, is the current price. But yeah, it's a red hot, it's a really red hot race. The Irish could have a few few in here. But hopefully, Colonel Mustard is one of those. And good bumper horse, second at Punchestown in a grade one last year. You know, showed good form in grade one company. Um, we're obviously recording this on Wednesday and if the likes of Sir Gerhard and Free Strike Life run really well in the Ballymore I think I, I think his price is going to shorten further on the back of that because it's finished 12 length third to him last time grade one form the, the jump on forms worked out yeah, pretty well as well uh, a mock of 140 is very very fair it's the UK handicap has uh, left him alone probably because Dan will probably confirm this probably because he's run uh, in England behind John Bonner Ascot so his jumping can be a little bit iffy, but I definitely think he's on the handicap mark. He's got that grade one form and he's got a decent handicap mark. So at the moment, two days out, that's where I'm leaning. Colonel Mustard. Lovely. Colonel Mustard in the library with the hammer as I cracked the last time. <laughs> Daniel Barber. It's obviously rock hard and the, the, the market on Betfair is, is very nascent at the moment since it reopened. But there is... Ooh, there is, is... Sorry, posh word. Uh, there, is four, there is 14 available at the moment and it'll probably that price on the sports book about I like to move it. I just think he's really solid. Mm. Second in a Betfair hurdle. Second in a Betfair hurdle, no less to a horse who finished a closing fifth from a bad position in the champion hurdle in Glory and Fortune yesterday. Time Farmer had him running six pound better in the champion. If you stick that extra six on I like to move it, who should be well suited by this race, big long runs between the flights, test of stamina in the latter stages. 
I thought he was very solid, but clearly we've not had loads of time to prep this. He could probably make a case for six or seven. Mm. I can see Tony's as well, and I'm sure Kev might have something different. Again, it's one of those races. Suitably nascent, says Daniel Barber, using word of the day toilet paper. Kev, you're picking the county, please. Boy, the lad, isn't he? Stuff. Um, you can tell yeah. the teachers away, can't you? The supply teacher Kieran's in. <laughs> Always gets a bit loose when Kieran's on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go on, Kev. Give us county winner. I found myself leaning towards a Goua Dullage, who is a horse that probably has got no mention anywhere at all, really, in the build up to this because he disappeared a bit. Um, he won a valuable handicap hurdle at Fairy House back in November. And uh, it's actually worked out quite well. Like the, the few that finished immediately behind him came out and ran well at the Dublin Racing Festival, etc. Um, they planned to run him at the Dublin Racing Festival, but he had some sort of a little setback um, and they, they took him out. So he comes here fresh. Um, British handicapper gave him four extra, which is, you know, slightly mm. below average this year. Um, and just the way this race is hopefully going to go, or if hopefully they, I'm hoping to go a million. Um, because he'll stay a bit further and he seems to be like to be ridden with a bit of patience. So, um, okay. yeah, faster to go to better. Hopefully, a little bit of luck. Rachel will hopefully have a couple of more winners um, under her belt between now and then. We'll be riding with loads of confidence and good at large could make our festival even better. Seven places each way in the sports book. If you're backing each way places, seven places in the county hurdles. So get stuck in. Right, so let's move on to... Uh, the novice hurdle, uh, the Albert Bartlett, um, Jinto 11 to 4 at the moment. So it's been pretty well supported um, and, and, and consistent enough in price, I guess, over the last couple of weeks. Hillcrest, the big monster, 18 hands high, 7 to 2. Manella Cocooner at 8 to 1. The nice guy, 10 to 1. Uh, Bally Griffin Cottage, 14s. And it's how much like about the rest. Dan, um, obviously, since Manella Crooner came out, this ruined a lot of shrewdy bets and the posts. I know Kevin Blake was a big fan of his, as was David Jennings in the Racing Post, but he's out of this now. Um, is it any clearer picture for you? I do think it's the right favourite, and I don't think 11 to 4 is an atrocious price in general, but I'm just, I've had so, seen so many renewals of this race where you just get a bonkers result because it's, a, it's such a unique test, isn't it? A proper test of stamina. My doubt with Hillcrest, for all he's got all the ability in the world, he's just... He, he ran a ridiculously fast time. He was way, it was, it was like last race on the card at Haydock. You're supposed to, time is supposed to get much slower on heavy ground the more mm. the day goes on. And he, and he blew the earlier race at the trip out of the, out of the park. It's just whether that comes soon enough. And also whether a horse as big as him, he's going to cope in a massive field like this. It might not take much to sort of knock him out of his stride sort of thing, but I've got a ridiculous shout. I'm sticking with it. He's second bottom on the time form card. He's got 19 pounds to find with top rated Jinto, but I'm going with Brawson at 66s or thereabouts. I just think this horse, I've thought from the start, he's an out and out stay. He rattled home one day at Cheltenham in a handicap. It was only off 117. But they've run him at Catterick, Southall, and Musselburgh since. Tracks that just don't test stamina. He's only had two goes at three miles. I thought he might be one of those freakish Albert Bartlett horses who can get into a get into a place at a massive price. Okay, Brawson. Ooh, yeah, sixty-six to one. Six um, million to one. There you go, <laughs> yeah, Kevin Blake. Ke- it Kevin will Blake. be now. I've tipped it. I can see the case for Ginto. Ginto in this one. Um, I think he'd stay all day long and come up that hill. So I'll be on him, Kevin. Yeah, like like I think I've been talking about Jindo for ages and I kind of feel obliged to stick with him, but there are a few kind of sneakier ones here that are a bit interesting, like Falcon 8, very good horse on the flat, 
um, hasn't fully transferred it to jumps yet, but um, this could draw out his stamina. And Henry's horse as well, Chantreuse, I thought was a bit interesting. Again, at a bigger price. And Staghorn has flown under the radar for one with such good flat form uh, that has made you know quite a smooth transition to hurdling. But Jinto, I've liked him all along. I would have fancied him in the Ballymore had he run there. Um, yeah. I don't think stamina is going to be an issue here. Um, good. Might get a little bit bigger in the market um, because this, this is a properly competitive race. Um, so, you know, it might not be the time to fire straight away when you hear this. Um, we've been seeing all week horses have been uh, have been lengthening, I suppose. Would that be fair? Is that a fair generalization so far? Jollies have seemed to be lengthening yeah. on the day rather yeah. than shortening. Um, there's Shorten always Honeysuckle exception, hit four to five yesterday Aaron, on Tuesday. Yeah, as, as we speak, is on a massive the, walk. Fast the bumper. Is on a massive walk. Yeah, the bumper, exactly, yeah. Um, every horse is different now, but I just wouldn't be surprised if he if he gets if he gets three to one or bigger anyway. Um, right. So I'll stick with Jinto. Uh, come this far with him, better better stick in there. Um, really like the way he won the Lawlers and Nason Novices hurdle last time, um, taking the Mickey all the way down the straight. Um, I'm sure he'll stay. And um, yeah, I don't think we've seen the very best of him. And a race like this might just bring it out. Okay, Tony Calvin, last word to you on the Albert Bartlett, please. Uh, I know we're two days out, but I've just had the text from somebody at the course saying it's going to be bottomless. I got, I got the uh, same text <laughs> from someone else. I saw someone else. It's on racing TV um, and it is absolutely sluicing down. So imagine being that poor, uh, poor clerk of the course uh, last night and this morning. <laughs> First year in the job. And now I'm not going to slag him. because that is a wait job in. He's getting it on Monday. He's getting it on Monday. That is such a horrible there, job. There were noises you know? yesterday on track that a lot of the Irish, Irish trainers weren't too pleased with um, conditions that they might have been a bit too quick. Well, this is it. Like, this thing This thing we don't Can't see. Win. We, don't, we don't hear the phone calls. that we, You know, uh, uh, no, not suggesting, you know, for hypothetically, Willie Mullins ringing him, Gordon Elliott ringing him, you know, with 60 runners there leaning on him, putting pressure on, record times, you know. Are you brave enough not to water yes. and then it doesn't rain? Do and all of a sudden, you're, you know, you've got good, proper good, maybe, maybe leaning the other way. Uh, it's a horrible job. Anyway, horrible. so... Um, Back to this race, I think the top two of the market. Uh, when the, when I agree with the top of the market, I don't tend to get involved. I can certainly see Jinto. I can certainly see Hillcrest after the time he did last time. But it's a big field. It could be softening ground. I, I when we did footsteps for the festival, I, I had a little nibble on uh, the nice guy. I said, I am assuming he's going to be that price and more given the depth of this field now. Um, no, no big deal. If I had to pick the most likely winner, I go with Hillcrest after what he did last time. Okay. Okay, seven to two at the time of recording. Right, brings us on nicely to Le Gold Cup, half past three, blue ribbon event, star of the week. Aplutard, three to one at the top of the market, as he has been for six months now, really. Um, Galvin, three, oh, three to one, co favorites. There you go. Bit of support for going in, of course. Manelli and Doe, nine to two, Protector out of 15 to two, Album Photo, tens, Toretto Flyo, Flyer, um, GC's fancy at 12 to one, Chantry House, Welpa Guy, and whatever you like about the rest. Even the old boat is in there, Santini at 50 to 1 still. Seems <laughs> only Tony Calvin and maybe mind. Kevin Blake are suitably out of their mind with that horse. Right, Kev, Gold Cup winner. Struggle with this all along, Hugh, and I'm still struggling now. If this was an end-to-end, if there's pace in this, um, it'd be Galvin uh, for me. But I'm just still fearful that we're going to see a bit one of those steadily run, um, messy gold cups where getting a clean run is key. 
Um, so I'm not, I'm not, I won't waste your time babbling on about it. Okay. If you put if you put a gun to my head, it's Galvin, but it's zero okay. um, bullishness there. Okay. Are you sticking with Santini, Tony? You looper. Well, I, I, I have backed him, haven't I? So yeah. And yeah. uh, look, sixty-six to one each way. I've seen worse horses fill the frame, and this isn't a standout Gold Cup, mm-hmm. is it? Um, as regards the pace, red rum to red rum to win this is also sixty-six to one. I don't know. Between the two, I'd probably just air with Santini. But well, I don't think he drifts anymore today. He's going to be 66 by the offering a bumper. What is he now? What is he now? He's not even money, is he? <laughs> no. Wait, he's on plus, isn't he? Um, I don't know what we're talking about. This is all going to be out. Oh, it's already done. It's already done. Yeah. Two days. Um, <laughs> no, I think I'm I, the pace in this race, I think I write probably the most likely one, but I'm just wondering if they're going to go forward on Protector at and, and, and maybe the old boat might go forward as well. So I think there's it, there's an opportunity there for someone who wants to take the initiative and go to the front and maybe Protector at could be the angle there. Um, no, I just think Tornado Flyer is, is still overpriced at 12 to run for a King George winner. I've made that case before. Totally unexposed over this trip. Well, he's never, he's never raced over it, but um, you know, that King that was only his second run over three miles in the King George. For all it was a pace collapse, he he was staying on really well. Positive noises from, from the stable about stamina wise, and I just think he's a horse that's been running over the wrong trip all his life. Okay. So, you know, got good course form, third in the Ryanair, although you know, beating a mile, but obviously he was staying on there. The pro- one problem here, I watched him in the King George and I had my heart in my mouth in the first two or three fences, and he can he can guess at one or two and if he if he gets it wrong early doors, he's uh, he's going to be looking up at the sky, isn't he? But I thought twelve okay. one was 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 fair about him. Um, got no problem with the top of the market, as I said on for weeks. But mm. Aplutar and Galvin are both at three to one. Yeah. Okay. Manila and Doe for me, Dan, on the basis that he comes back to his best form around about this time of the year. Uh, so I'll be sticking with him after abandoning ship with him last year, much to my absolute disgust. Uh, who do you like? Yeah, I suppose it's easy to get more on board that, isn't it, with the conditions there? I've been in a Plutard fan now for pretty much since last year, before last year even. Mm. If the ground was quick, then it might well be. I'd have been more confident. I do think he's the best the best horse in the race, fundamentally. I thought he was caught a bit further back and didn't jump as well as Manella Indo. Manella Indo hasn't fired this season, whereas we've seen a Plutard, I thought, shaped like the best horse in the Irish Cup, in the, in the Savills, and then also absolutely dominate in that Betfair chase where he made, he showed that soft ground's no problem there. I suppose just the combination of three and a quarter miles on soft ground. One thing you would say though, as Tony's mentioned, there's no native river this time around. There's no, there's no Ken boy. Those, those horses that have been shaping the gold cup for the last three or four years, they're not really there anymore. So maybe mm. it won't be a complete blood and thunder um, slugfest. I'm not so sure, but I'm sort of duty bound to stick with a Plutard, not least because I've get I've done a a charity bet with someone on Twitter, somebody I've never even met or spoken to. That's a good I, idea. <laughs> I said I said he was going off at nine to four for the gold cup in, on one of the roadcasts, and he said, "You're talking out of your you know what." I said, okay, let's have let's have a bet for charity. Oh, was it was it, was it a Nigerian prince? And you've had any? <laughs> <laughs> Surprised he's got any money left. He always sent me 80 billion the other week. Yeah. (laughs) Wiped out. Yeah, me too, man. That's 60 billion gone. Jesus Christ. Okay. um, Good stuff, lads. That's the Gold Cup dealt with. Let's move on to uh, the Fox Hunters. TC, give us a quick word on the Fox Hunters. Not going to spend too long about this. Uh, Bill Away, five to two. Wing Leader, four to one. Seven to one, Bob and Co. And it's 12 bar. 
a tough I, one to work I out. Thought, I thought we agreed I was going to make a bad joke about you looking like Basil Brush. And <laughs> 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 it's not even a bad joke. Most of my exes too. Remember Garden Stracker? Remember Garden Stracker, the yeah. manager? Oh, yeah. Apparently someone, a presenter went to him once. Uh, can we have a quick word from you, Garden? He just went, Velocity. <laughs> Good old Strachan bombing up and down the wing. These old changes. They're all right, aren't they? We're, we're a right laugh. It's the only thing we got going for us, our sense of bloody humour. Right, go on, TC, give us the winner. Fox Hunters. Oh, Christ. Not even calling the Fox Hunters anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Can I switch us on to the mayor's race? Because I do have a bit of a yeah, go on. Yeah, 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 go. Um, yes, maybe conditions will make a difference to this, but I just don't think what Mount Ida did last year in a Kim Muir off a mark in the 140s over three and a quarter miles is translatable to winning a mayor's chase at two and a half miles. Yeah. Does she look like finishing tailed off last year? I don't, I do think she's probably the best horse in the race, but. I think she's the best stayer in the race. I just think Ellie May will do everything right. She'll jump well. She'll be in the right position. She was second in the race last year, jumping straight as anything when she got run down by Cole Reavy. A, a, a month or so after that, she beat, she gave weight and a beating to Mount Ida when they met at Punchestown under the most similar conditions they faced so far. And there wasn't a great deal between them when Mount Ida got a revenge the other day, but the market made Ellie May a short price favorite to win that. I just don't, it's clear that Mount Ida jumps right. She jumps right on right-handed tracks and she jumped markedly right at Cheltenham going left-handed 12 months ago. And I just don't think she'll be able to get away with it in this race. Okay. Concertista for me, Kevin Blake. Uh, I like her in this. I, I'm a big fan of her in, just in general. Uh, and I hope she gets it all right on the night on Friday and goes and holds these down. Uh, who do you like? Oh, I'm struggling with this again, Hugh. I, I, I nearly take a chance on Mount Ida. You know, if I own Mount Ida with a runner in the Gold Cup, um, I don't think it would have been a mad thing to do. Um, and look, the thing, like Dan mentions, the jumping right, look, that was the thing pre-Cheltham. It really manifested itself at Cheltham last year, and she still managed to win somehow. It was like marital stuff. Um, like in Gordon, like I don't know if, if I believe him as such, but Gordon is fairly adamant that... They felt it was due to a little small little physical niggle that she had at the time and that they've you know been working on it and they feel it's not going to be a, a notable issue this year. And um, like her, her two runs this season have both been right-handed. So like this is the acid test. Um, but if she does jump anyway straight, I think she's got a great chance. I think she'll be just about effective at this trip around this track. Mm-hmm. Um, and like oh God, I'll take a chance on her but it's not a bullish move but how she jumps early will be very telling to how she's likely to end up finishing off okay which of the mares for you then TC um, the ground's going to dictate um, I'll probably hold up uh, right in my column for Friday's racing till tomorrow morning when I get a better idea of the ground okay um, if it's soft I'm going to stick with my long term fancy Zambella um, going well in the race when you know, falling free out last year, got some really good form. I think the entry form is really good uh, in particular, but obviously she's, you know, she's been doing well since. The only the only blemish on her dance card recently is uh, a defeat over two miles at Leicester where they thought the race was coming too quick and I think mm-hmm. it's too short as well. So, yeah, I, but she does need soft ground and, and time form called that ground at entry, which I think is uh, probably her best performance. They call that heavy rather than the official soft. So 
I'd want to see a, this rain to continue for, for her, but a stable mate, Vienna Court, I think is interesting. It's decent ground. Um, I think the race probably came a bit too soon last time, below part Huntingdon, but the earlier course wins um, are in good times um, and on decent ground. Uh, they were quite impressive. They both need to step up a good stone if, if the principals run to their best, but mm. I give them a shot because they're both progressive. Okay, good stuff. Last race then of the week, gentlemen, where it's get out of jail or rot in the dungeon for the rest of your lifetime. The Martin Pipe, half past five. Does anybody, a friend of mine has a, a rather significant bet each way at 66 to one on chemical energy, and he is not for turning. Uh, Langer Dando has been, you know, Christ almighty, <laughs> a handicapper. What this man has done or not done to this horse is nothing short of a disgrace. If he loses this race, Kevin Blake, I mean, I can't, like, come on. It's, it's surely it's nine to two is the greatest each way bet of the week. Uh, he does have some chance though, Hugh. All joking and, and, and digs of the handicapper aside, like this is a well handicapped horse. Like go back and watch last year's race, the Martin Pipe, and this lad went through the race like he had a stone plus in hand. And it just so happened he bumped into one that had like the two stone in hand and galloped yeah. the shump, and he's cleared away from the rest, like he's cruised into it. And like he's like I say, he's went through the race like a horse with a stone in hand. Um, he he, you know, has he's only had the one spin since they dropped him three pounds for it. He's effectively running off a two pound higher mark here than he did last year. Um, it's been clear. Stevie Wonder would see that, that, that this horse has been trained with one race in mind all year. And sure, look, granted any sort of look which you need to get in a race like this, uh, it's very hard not to see him in the finish. So LeBlanc are down as the selection. I'll give a little mention for Joseph's horse, Banbridge. Um, I think he's been doing well over two miles, but two miles is, you know, it's too short for him, really. Um, two and a half is more his trip. And um, I'd be hopeful he'd run a nice race. But um, yeah, Langer Dan, from handicapping point of view, you know, sneaky campaigning point of view. Um, as Dan, Dan, I saw Dan Skelton ask the question the other day, what did you think when you saw he was dropped three pounds and he just said two words, lovely jubbly. Lovely jubbly. <laughs> what else one, could you say? From one Langer Dan to our own Langer Dan, you have to agree with that. Come on, make it a double here. Yeah, I can definitely see. But to be honest, I'm st- I'm so sore that Good Risk at All hasn't got a run at this festival. He was my fancy in the coral. Who's club. laughing now, handicapper? <laughs> he, he put him up 10, which I thought was very generous. It's so generous. He was only a reserve. And now the biggest piss take of all this is a non-runner in the Coral Cup. So he would have got in as a reserve. So <laughs> oh. I'm absolutely sick about that. And to be honest, oh. I don't want to discuss the race any further. But okay. yeah, of course, we see. Of course, thank you. Dominic Gardner Hill. I'm not <laughs> sure it is. It might be you're me, or my old colleague. You're, um, <laughs> your mate's on a proper bet there, though, Hugh. 66 is about that. Okay, Andrew, yeah, he's, oh, he's like, and I'm talking about a, like a serious bet in this horse. I mean, Christ. So if he wins, I'm going to Vegas and carrying his luggage all the way. What about you, TC? Uh, I think, yeah, Langer Dan, 92 extra places. So, you know, you're going to lose a fraction if he's in the first five or six. I mean, it just seems. Mm. It's the most obvious play in the world, doesn't it? I think we might be in danger of seeing more in that ta- more promise in that Taunton run than it looked. I went back and looked at it two or three times, and we just look, look at in looking at it in the prism of his uh, Imperial Cup warm up at Market Raisin last year, which was far more obvious. Mm. But yeah, I mean, obviously everyone knows he's well handicapped, <laughs> and you'd be amazed if he jumps around. He's out the first five or six. Um, hollow games, I can see. Um, grade one company, similar, similar type ish profile to Gallop on Deschamps. 
I think we might be in danger of underestimating Ben Casey's Cobbler's dream, actually. Um, I know he's gone up, he's going up in the weights and some of the Irish are, uh, are coming down and some of the principals are coming down, but he really won that Lanzarote really well last time. I know he's gone up eight pounds, but he, he was in a good time. He's only had five starts over hurdles. Um, the, the recent rain won't be any danger to him. And I just think he's a really progressive profile. If, you know, it's, it's a cliche, isn't it? But if he wasn't a Ben Case type horse and he was a, a skeleton or one of your, your big Irish players, he'd be a lot shorter than he. I've seen 16s, 18s, and maybe 20s around about him. So I'd probably be looking at him, but Langadan each way would has to be the central plank of, I imagine, most people's ideas of the best bet in the race. Absolutely. Nine to two, get stuck in each way. Right. Seven places in the county hurdle, Betfair Sportsbook, four places in the Gold Cup as well. Uh, each way if you're backing and so Clive. Right, gentlemen, your naps, please. Uh, I will kick us off here. Uh, Vauban wins the triumph. Kevin Blake, your nap. Oh, God, it's hard to move away from Langerdan. <laughs> it's hard, yeah. I'm going to go with win only Langerdan, up the skeleton, up the handicapper. Pay, Tony pay. Calvin, your nap, please. I'm going to go win and place. I'd love to play in the best best sports, but we don't do that. But uh, with the seven places, but I would say Colonel Mustard, win and place. Colonel Mustard, get out of that library, put the hammer down. It's all over, baby. It's all over. What about you? I've, I've just I've just seen a picture of Cheltenham live. It looks absolutely horrific. The sky, like it's black. Oh, I've struck lucky with the luckily, nights I got. Luckily, I'm going down to my local pub, get a quick shower, and I'll be in there in the next. I'll tell you what. I, I think John. I think John Pulling will be at the bar. He'll be about. He'll be oh, about three, poor fellow. Parts of the wind already. Flew yeah, out. A nightmare. Oh, Paying twenty five pounds for a disgusting gin and tonic. Have you seen those? With <laughs> I didn't see that. Oh, <laughs> You yeah. think it's 14 quid coffee? I did. Yeah. Joke. Joke. Wait, honestly, joke. Jesus Christ. It looked ranked, didn't it, as well? 14 quid to drink it. I think that, was, that, was that an Irish coffee? Was that what I said? Yeah. It was, it was, it was supposed to be an Irish coffee. coffee. <laughs> a, a coffee, and they put uh, they squirted in some whipped cream. Jesus Christ. Mike, one down your now, lads. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to go win and place field, though, because we're getting paid on the Betfair exchange in the place bag. So I'll go... Uh, no, sorry, I'm going Brawson at 66. Let's oh, do that. Brawson at 66. Win in place, please. Win in place, win in place. Double, double okay. coffee. A bit, that's a bit like your back, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> a proper Max rug. Three, back in three, up and down the spine. Good stuff, gentlemen. <laughs> and we're back. For those who still have a stomach left for Saturday racing in God knows where, <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's going to be a grim affair. Make sure you tune into racing only better. Tomorrow, we're going to head to the weekend. Christ, I'm going to have the hangover to kill all hangovers. And um, <laughs> please remember to gamble responsibly as always. Check out the sportsbook for the latest offers. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Good luck.